The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ the Lord is risen. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility of Christ, here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country we gathered for ordered worship, the liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written and emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand now in the praise of God.
May we pray together. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the first epistle of St. Peter, chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. If you invoke as father the one who judges all people impartially, according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have a genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 116 with the antiphon. I love the Lord, who has heard my voice and my supplications, and has inclined his ear to me whenever I called. The snares of death encompass me, the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, save my life. What shall I return to the Lord for all my benefits? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria and the reading of the Gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Glory to you, O Lord. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, 
What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them said, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and they did not find his body there. They came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered there. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Sursum corda, lift up your hearts. We believe in God the Father, almighty maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again, ascended to sit at the right hand of God the Father for almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, receiving as we do this day the means of grace. Just four days ago, Karen Daly spoke at the Sargent College lecture. The spring lecture is given over every year to the psychosocial dimensions of healing. While it's not theological, it is preeminently theological, this annual lecture. Though not religious, it is thoroughly religious. Not particularly spiritual, it is embedded with a sense of spirituality. The Latin word salvus means health 
the root of the word salvation for us. Karen Daly is a courageous nurse here in Boston who 20 years ago by accident in an emergency room through the pricking of a needle contracted hepatitis C and AIDS and has spent the last 20 years successfully battling both of those diseases and changing policy and procedure in State House and in the halls of Congress. She told her story. St. Augustine said for the emerging preachers that when your text is a hymn, when your text is a psalm, you should sing a hymn. When your text is a proverb, you should use an epigram. When your text is an argument, you should make yourself an argument. And when it's a narrative, you should tell a story or two. So Luke 24 and the narrative of the Emmaus Road and so Karen Daly. She spoke of the weeks following her recognition of illness and how she was in a stupor, a doldrum, until her new doctor found her, though she was thousands of miles away visiting her sister, and called her and said to her across the phone, here is who I am, this is my name, and let me say one thing to you. You're going to be fine. A ringing voice. She said, I began to feel human again. Weeks later, as they worked and labored in therapy, she confessed her anxiety and her worry. At the end of the session, he said to her, take this card on it is my home phone number. You're welcome to be anxious, but not alone. You're welcome to worry, but not alone. You're welcome to pace at night at 3 a.m., but not alone. You call me. Not just the ringing of a voice, but the offer of a presence. Voice, presence. Preaching, communion. Means of grace. St. Luke in the 24th chapter summarizes the re resurrection to preaching and communion, pulpit and table. The narrative is a reconstitution, a rehearsal of what we do every Sunday at Marsh Chapel. It is voice and presence. It is the possibility of preaching and the availability of sacrament. They knew him in the breaking of bread. Did our hearts not burn within us as he opened to us the scripture. This morning, we read the gospel. This morning, we engage together dialogically in its interpretation. This morning, we follow with the nourishment of a common table and a common meal. St. Luke summarizes Easter. The difference heaven makes, the difference Easter makes, the difference resurrection makes as the possibility of preaching and the availability of the sacrament to be and speak a saving, salvus, intervening word in life, in your life, in our shared life. An Anglican cleric was interviewed some years ago about the demise in numbers and buildings of his denomination and the journalist asked to conclude, what shall you do when all the buildings are closed and almost all your members are gone? And he replied, well, I think we'll find a Bible and a table and a chalice and a plate and some bread and some wine and we'll start all over again. The difference Easter makes is the possibility of preaching and the availability of the sacrament. And that's excellent news for you, particularly if rightly 
you are wondering a little bit. You are skeptical, you're thoughtful. There's sometimes more capacity for faith in real honest doubt than in anything else. Perhaps you are like Flannery O'Connor who wanted to be intelligently holy. Or like Paul Thoreau who gave his future writers the advice to leave home, go alone, stay on the ground, and write with the heart. Or like Doug Hammerskold, who at midlife realized his view of God had been too small. And so he said, God does not die on the day that we cease to believe in a personal deity, but we die on the day that our lives cease to be illumined by a radiance renewed daily of a wonder whose source lies beyond all reason. Or St. Chrysostom, who added a little bit to Luke 24, not just scripture, and not just sacrament, but the poor. Said he long before the popularity of the phrase, the preferential option for the poor. Named the ministry, we'll say the itinerant ministry, traveling as mendicant. Where to some degree you place yourself in ministry at the disposal of others. And are at the mercy of giving or lack of giving, uh, not so much maybe of food and shelter today, but uh, certainly of hospitality, friendship, relationship, all, since said Chrysostom, scripture and sacrament, and remember the poor, like Paul in Galatians. This is excellent news for you. If you are slightly uncomfortable with religious clothing and religious language, how we love our radio congregation at Marsh Chapel. These are the best of women and men who in many cases, often for good reason, have some slight question about actually taking a seat in the pew. Not quite comfortable with religious language or custom, but are willing as you are now across the six states of New England and beyond to listen for a ringing word and to accept the offer of a presence to, as St. Luke, summarize resurrection to preaching and communion. My two friends, Jim and Bill, couldn't have been more different. One came from the wilderness of Minnesota, Jim, a corporate leader, a great bear, magnanimous, loving person. Bill, who worked in the wilderness of mental health as a psychiatrist. Jim was of the silent generation, and silent he was. Bill was all boomer. Long hair, mud room, hockey stick, skates, baseball, football, all. Neither of them felt particularly comfortable in religious clothing, though they came, and they worshiped, and they gave, and they served, in both cases, though they were separated by one decade of pastoral ministry and a hundred miles of distance, they shared a regard for what, in both cases, the church could and did do for their children. When two years ago, in the same week, news came from separate letters of their death in their 60s, one recognized that the church's ministry was concluded with them. They had filled and fulfilled a life in the receipt of voice and presence, the difference that Easter makes. For Jim, the church was central. 
For Bill, the church was peripheral, but for both, the church was meaningful. Your role at Marsh Chapel Sunday by Sunday is to ring the bell, to sing the song, and to tell the tale, to identify and bear witness to the difference that Easter makes, that resurrection makes. So good if you are seniors in our midst, concluding your time here at Boston University. Over luncheon, we will honor you. We have some who are celebrating 40th anniversaries and others who are celebrating birthdays. And you all are completing four years of study. We lift in prayer a prayer of grace and peace with you all of the experience of the last four years. Your learning, your labor, your losses, your loves. We lift them in a spirit of grace and peace. We lift your life, not just the life you're currently living, but the lives that will emerge out of that very life. What did the bard say? All the world is a stage and the men and women merely players, and in a lifetime one takes many parts. He names seven. Infant, school child, lover, soldier, judge, retiree, convalescent. We lift with you your current life and the lives that will emerge from it in a spirit of grace and peace. We lift with you a prayer for our world, this world, not only the hopes and the desires, challenges of this world, but the hurts of this world, those who today across the globe lack what we take for granted, raiment, food, shelter, freedom. And we identify, no, we reconsider ourselves with you as those who live not only in the world, but also for the world, who are not only in the world, but also for the world, who work not only in the world, but also for the world, and we lift that in a spirit of grace and peace. These graduates have come out of an institution founded uh, by Methodism. Uh, 128 schools and colleges across the country have been so founded. Boston University, as predecessor institution in 1839, was given life by the movement started by John Wesley. John Wesley wrote a, mo a morning prayer, which we'll sh share in a moment. Listen to its words. The, the meaning and the spirit of that movement are epitomized in this prayer. The words are simple. That is significant. The language is universal. That is significant. The tone is thankful. That is significant. The phrasing is memorable. That is significant, all of which makes that for us a beautiful prayer to share in call and response. Now your voice in the sermon is about to emerge. I'm going to line this out. You don't have to sing, you just have to say. We'll do it in old Methodist fashion. I'll give you a line and you repeat. Ready. Gracious giver of all good. Thee we thank for rest and food. Grant that all we do or say in thy service be this day. And Wesley would add, do all the good you can at all the, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, by all the means you can, to all the people you can, to all the people as ever you can, do all the good you can. We began with an ancient creed. We'll conclude this morning 
with a modern one. We believe in God who has created and is created, who has come in the true person Jesus to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. God calls us to be the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice, resist evil, proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. And in the Gospel according to St. Luke in the 24th chapter, the difference heaven, resurrection, Easter makes are summarized in, the, in preaching and communion the possibility of a saving intervening word and the availability of a nourishing, healing meal and fellowship. Sursum corda, lift up your hearts. Amen.
Please be seated. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And for our Star Trek fans, may the fourth be with you. We welcome you here to Marsh Chapel once again this Sunday morning. We hope you'll take a moment to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. As we turn to the communion portion of our service, we note that there will be wine in the chalices on the pulpit side, grape juices in the chalices on the lectern side, and that a healing station will be available on the pulpit side this morning. Following the service today, we have our monthly potluck luncheon downstairs. We hope you will stay as we honor many of our graduating students. And we note that next Sunday at, here in Marsh Chapel at 11 a.m. is our annual This I Believe Sunday, where some of our graduates will present a bit about their journeys of faith during their time here at Boston University. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
We give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Now bless these gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and around the world. Amen. In baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Holy and eternal God, giver of life and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, of our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Forgive us all that is past, and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of God. May Almighty God win great mercy as promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with heartfelt repentance and true faith turn to him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and forgive you for all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us share with one another a sign of peace. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. In your loving care, you spread before us the table of life and give us the cup of salvation to drink. Keep us always in the fold of our Savior and our Shepherd, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. Blessed are you, Lord God, our light and our salvation. To you be glory and praise forever. From the beginning you have created all things, and your works echo the silent music of your praise. In the fullness of time you made us in your image, the crown of all creation. You give us breath and speech, that with angels and archangels and all the powers of heaven, we may find a voice to sing your praise. How wonderful the work of your hands, O Lord! As a mother tenderly gathers her children, you embrace the people as your own. When they turned away and rebelled, your love remained steadfast. 
From them you raised up Jesus, our Savior, born of Mary, to be the living bread in whom all our hungers are satisfied. He offered his life for sinners, and with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms on the cross. On the night before he died, he came to supper with his friends, and taking bread, he gave you thanks. He blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. At the end of supper, taking the cup of wine, he gave you thanks and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. We plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. We remember his dying and rising in glory, and we rejoice that he intercedes for us at your right hand. Pour out your Holy Spirit as we bring before you these gifts of your creation. May they be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. As we eat and drink these holy things in your presence, form us in the likeness of Christ, and bring us into a living temple to your glory. Bring us at the last with all the saints to the vision of that eternal splendor for which you have created us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honor and glory and might be yours forever and ever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. 
Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed. Come, for all things are now ready.
Let us pray. Holy God, we see your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. May we who are partakers at his table reflect his life in word and deed, that all the world may know his power to change and save. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.